This that lunchroom chatter podcast, you know? Well, you sit up and think about fucking your girl's best friend, but you can't because your girl's a fighter and she'll fuck you up. This that lunchroom chatter podcast where you lay up and think about being a porn star, but you can't because you come too quick, so you got to eat the pussy for 95 minutes. Mmm, that kind of shit. This that lunchroom chatter podcast where you in bed at night thinking about beating your meat, but you can't because you live with your mama. And she busts in the room and say, bitch, get the fuck up. Mama, why you ain't knock on the door first? This that kind of shit. Where you can be yourself, where you can relax, where you could put yourself into the mind of another nigga. So stay tuned. Let's get this shit popping. Lunchroom chatter podcast, baby. I'm pissed the fuck off. IRS, where's my check, bitch? Now, I know I said last episode I was speaking about the, the stimulus checks and shit and how I wanted someone I worked with to get her check. She got her check. So let's clap it up, man. She got her check. You know, she was able to get the check, the 600 for her. I think 600 each for two, you know, for each of her kids. So she probably got like 1800 She was able to pay her rent. She was in a great mood. I mean, I wouldn't know firsthand because I'm still quarantined. My first day back to work was last week, Wednesday. And while I was at work, my first day back, I got a text. Yo, my son tested positive for COVID. Now, being that I'm around my son 24-7 and, like, the COVID test I had was negative. Now, you know, I had symptoms and everything like that. You know, it showed positive. But then I took it a couple of days later. It was negative. But I still had the quarantine. Now, the fact that my son caught it. Now, they said I had to stay home from work again because I can still, you know, I can still be a spreader and spread the shit around the job. So I'm home again right now, man. And now a day after I found out my son had it, we found out my son's grandmother got it. My son's aunt has it. My son's aunt husband has COVID. Now, I believe his his cousins may have it also, but for some reason, like they, they like they they go and buy this this mindset of, you know, I may have it, but if I don't get the test and I don't know for sure, then I don't got it. Like that's the dumbest that's booty motherfucking. That's family, but that is the dumbest fucking way of thinking. Like that's like if you, you know, I might have herpes, but if I don't go find out for sure at the doctor, then I don't got it. So my mind could be at ease. Bitch, go, go find out. Because like, like how fast COVID spreads, you never know. Like you don't want to be the dumbass motherfucker out here who got COVID and just out and about hopping and bopping around getting motherfuckers sick because I'm 30. I'm still youngish. I take care of myself. I work out, you know, I try to eat right. So, you know, I sent my test back yesterday so I should know my results. By tomorrow or Thursday And like I said I'm young I take care of myself But like I can't be insensitive here Because people can I can, I can spread the shit to somebody Who goes home And you know And is a caretaker for their grandma Or their grandpa And now their motherfuckers home getting sick So you gotta be mindful man But we back I know I normally drop on Mondays But right now the shit is so chaotic Like my son was supposed to go back to school this week but the teachers right now in his school district, 
I think they protesting because they don't want to go back to school officially. So instead of my son going back to virtual learning this week, because they were going to do half go half go to virtual and the other half, you know, go in school. But the teachers ain't with that shit. They said, fuck all that. So right now, nobody got school. So my son is home again another week. I've been doing homeschooling shit, you know, just doing different textbooks, different online shit to kind of keep them fresh, keep them occupied. Because y'all want your child home three, four weeks and nigga ain't doing shit. But watching TV, that that's not going to be a good look when it's time for him to go back to school. But um, I got some shit I want to talk about this week, man. Ahmaud Arbery. For those who don't know, that was the young man who was killed jogging in Georgia. Now, the trial starts soon. Now, the killers of Ahmaud Arbery, his lawyers said they do not want Ahmaud Arbery to be called a victim at trial and much, much more. Now, NFL star Vaughn Miller, his ex claims that he prays for a miscarriage of their baby because he don't want to have a baby with, I believe he called her a dot or some, a hoe or some shit. We're going to get into that, man. And Tyree says that $20,000 a month in child support is too high. The nigga, right? $20,000 a month is too damn high, bitch. What the fuck kind of baby you got? $20,000 a month? I see why Tyrese was crying the other time. What more do you want from me? <laughs> what more do you want from this nigga, bitch? You know, we're going to talk about Clubhouse. Pop Smoke's brother spoke out about his death. But um, I want to, like I said, I'm trying to get back to the essence of the show, man. I'm trying to get back to my music, man. I want to play a song by my guy, Reason. Reason is a great artist. He signed a TDE. He makes great thought-provoking music that touches on realism. It's gritty, and it has a great perspective, man. Now, this project came out in 2018. It's called Did You Have It? It was a dope ad. Probably one of the best rap albums of the year, man. But he had a song on there called Colored Dreams. Now, the song details the story of a young man who ultimately killed somebody by living the gang lifestyle. But while in prison, he began to have second thoughts. He began to have remorse and he began to, I guess, seek forgiveness for the actions which left, which left him in prison. This is reason. This is colored dreams. Yeah. I just killed a man Body still trembling, can you feel my hands? Don't shed no tears, mama Look, I said, mama, I just killed a man Body still trembling, can you feel my hands? Don't shed no tears, mama The man convicted in the shooting death of a Milwaukee teenager will be behind bars until he's at least 80 years old Police said Demario Donnell Jackson shot into a crowd during a fight and killed a 14-year-old Our Jonah Kaplan reports from court The court on count one is going to impose a life sentence in the Wisconsin state prison system with eligibility to apply for extended supervision yeah. uh, in 56 years. I guess I just gotta chill for 20 years till the judge say that it's okay to come out. I need an escape, ain't no way to run out. People say that they love me, but you ain't breaking me out. I probably die up in this motherfucker. Shit, I've accepted that and now I'm finding peace. Long nights, I've been trying to sleep, but I can't. So let me write you this apology, this for your girl. Look, I'm sorry, mama. 
I put a bullet in him. I took your heart from you. I killed your man and now you forced to be apart from him. Your daughter walking, who gon' catch her when she start running? I was only 19, doing foolish things for colors. Your tears in the courtroom. I could tell you loved him. I thought I was being gangster when I took his life. Now I could barely sleep through a night. I get it now, fuck these colored dreams. Shit. I get it now, fuck some colored dreams. Fuck these colored dreams. Fuck some colored dreams. Shit. I guess I just gotta chill for 20 years, shit. Might as well apologize to the rest. It's to my brother, I claimed I love you more than the rest. If I really loved you, how come I guided you to your death? You was only 12 when I got locked up. Pop shook, no role models, so the block looks like the only option. Should've made you put them glocks down, but instead, I showed you how to get it poppin' and you took to it. Nah, you was never shook to it. Even if trouble wasn't around, you would look to it. Throwing upset, you let them know you wasn't no bitch. Till you run into multiple crips. You let them niggas know you will be down for your niggas. Thinking in your head, big bro will be proud of a nigga. I hate that had to be the way for you to go. What's even worse, I couldn't make it to your funeral. Fuck them colored dreams. Shit. Fuck these colored dreams. Fuck them colored dreams. Look, mama, I know I killed that man. Still remember trembling when you felt my hands. Don't shed no tears, mama. I know I won't be home for years, mama. I know you feel like a failure to all your peers, mama. You've been a blessing to me. I've been a curse since birth to you. Made shit worse for you. They let me out the second I wouldn't even search for you. Shit, it only make it harder. You care so much that you would kill for me. I get your letters and I wonder how you still love me. You say you pray every night and you still feel for me. Shit, if you could, I know you probably do this bit for me. Shit, so with this being the last time I speak to you, I want you to know I love you with everything in me. It's insane to me, you share DNA with me. We polar opposites, I know I failed you, mama. Wish I could be your accomplishment. So as I stand on this chair writing this letter, noose around my neck, the only way I do better is if I leave you now. Cause you've been beaten down from them other things. I ain't give you shit a mother brings. I get it now, fuck these. There was my guy Reason with Color Dreams. That was off his project, There You Have It, which dropped in 2018, man. I got a nice show lined up for you guys today, man. Again, this show is off the top. Like I said, I'm quarantined. I'm bored as fuck. But we gonna get this shit popping, man. Let me take a piss. We'll be back, bitch. Welcome back, man. So the first thing I, I kind of want to touch on was... um. As we all know, Pop Smoke was killed early in the year in 2020. Damn, can't believe we're in 2021, man. Pop Smoke was killed in early 2020, but his brother just went on to Raji P's. Her new show is entitled, let me get the name, give us some credit. It's called Peace of Mind with Taraji. Now, Pop Smoke's brother, Obasi Jackson, he spoke on an ample amount of death threats that his brother, Pop Smoke, a.k.a. Bashar Jackson, had to deal with 
And also how he felt it was mind-boggling that his team or people in general even allowed him to go to California with no security. Now, I've spoke about this before, even in regards to Nipsey Hussle's death. Because Nipsey Hussle's death, I felt, again, I would never blame the victim for their death. But I feel like in Pop Smoke's situation, well, not Pop Smoke, going back to Nipsey, I feel like in Nipsey's situation, he used extremely poor judgment in that case. Now, I understand that he got killed outside of his store. That, that is the area in which he lived, the area in which he grew up in most of, most of, if not all, his life. But when you reach a certain level of celebrity, I don't care if you go hang around the same people that watched you grow up. You are now above them in terms of status. So jealousy seeps in. I don't care if you knew somebody for 20, 15, 25, 30 years, whatever the fuck you want to say. Like when you reach a level of status and financial stability that is more than what people in the hood have, you are a target. That goes for friends, family, whoever. Unless you are giving them something to where their status can elevate to where they can have some financial gain based on your new found fame or financial stability, then you are a target. So when Nipsey Hussle, even his own security said, I was shocked. You know, Nipsey said he was going, you know, to his store to give somebody who just came out of prison some clothes. But normally he would call me. But he made a he made a decision in the moment to run up there and not tell me his security to come with him. And now he ultimately ended up dying. Like I said, we. Now, Nipsey, of course, he wasn't on Drake's status. Like, his status grew after he passed away. But when you reach a certain level of, even if it's just local or, like, statewide fame, because Nipsey, if you want to keep it 100, Nipsey's name blew up worldwide after his death. Like, Nipsey Hussle was someone who, who made great, amazing music that connect with the inner city, with the youth, with the hood for years. But once he died, at like you know, like it always goes, his status blew up, his music blew up. But Nipsey Hussle was a dope ass rapper, man. So the fact that he let his guard down to go there with no security to the hood, to where you know, people, like motherfuckers gonna be outside, they're gonna be happy to see you, they're gonna want to throw themselves at you. Like fellas are the worst fucking groupies in the world, man. But I'm going back to Pop Smoke. His brother was on Taraji P Henson's podcast, and this is what he said. He pulled his shit off for you guys. When all of that stuff that he went through, like it was just, it, there was a time when he went through a situation that was also like people were putting, put him down and counting him out. And, you know, there was a lot of uh, threats on his life, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because of that. And people were trying to figure out where the threats were coming from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that anybody would, you know, do that. Yeah. And um, it's just... There's a lot that goes into it because it's just like you go out there with no security, you know, I just like I can't even fat like it just it's just mind boggling mm. to me mm -hmm. that someone would let a superstar go out mm. with no security. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That agree. still plays on my mind. Like that just don't make no sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to point fingers. That's not who I am as a person. Sure. Mm -hmm. But 
it's just the truth is what the truth is, and that's something that bothers me. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff that he was. I agree 100%. Like I said, now, Pop Smoke, he wasn't a superstar before he died, but after he died, you know, he got a Grammy nomination now. Like, I hate that shit, man. When, like, motherfuckers die, that's when they name want to elevate to superstardom. But when they alive, they making the same dope-ass music while they are alive. But it's like, it's when you die that, you know, where your name elevates and, and your stardom grows when you are no longer here on Earth in the physical form to see it. That shit got to stop, but it's probably not going to stop because now with social media now, it's like once you die, you elevate to a level that you may not have reached as quickly, you know, when you were here on Earth. But like I said, man, like black artists, black entertainers, I know it's a couple black up-and-coming artists that listen to this podcast because they told me, like, get security. I'm not, now, I'm not saying, like, if you're just making music in your in your city and you don't got no buzz, you don't got no no quote-unquote clout, no recognition, you don't need security. But it's when you, like, when your name start trickling out on social media, you know, and, and like, real names, celebrities start picking your name up, like Drake, and, you know, you start to elevate up the ranks, you need security. I don't care if you around people that you knew, oh, you know, nah, I don't need security, I got my niggas. I got my niggas who've been with me since since day one. Like you are a millionaire now. Like like once you become a millionaire or you become, even if you get half half a mil, like you are now a target because those people who you consider your day ones, they're not going to be around with you. They're not going to be around you for free. They gonna want some part of that handout because that is just how the human mind works, especially. Those in the inner city, those in the hood. Motherfuckers is not going to be around you for free. So to any black and up and coming rappers, please invest in security. I understand, you know, getting the brand new car or getting that five gold chains and shit. You know, it looks good on social media. But does it really matter if you are dead? So take care of yourself. And like once you get that buzz, please be around security 24-7. Now, of course, you can still die with security there, but chances are way higher if you don't have security, man. <laughs> That's one thing I don't understand. So I'm just hoping you guys please get security, man. Like when I see artists scroll around or stroll around, you know, in public with no security, it's cringy because you are a walking ATM to the motherfucker out there who got bad intentions. That's all I'm saying. But to get away from bad intentions and get to some good intentions, shout out to Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff, man. They both of them have won the Senate seats here in Georgia, man. Oh, let me clap it up again. So the Senate is now majority Republican. Well, not Republican. Fuck them motherfuckers. Democratic. Which makes it way easier on Joe Biden, which makes it easier on Kamala Harris, and it gets this motherfucker Mitch McConnell, whatever the fuck this nigga name is, the nigga that, <laughs> the nigga that was so against sending Americans two thousand dollar checks, it get him the fuck out of here. He is now a minority leader, so he don't like he he don't got the same power as he had before. But you know he was able to single handedly. Nah, we're not bringing that to court. We're not bringing that shit up to vote. That shit gone, man. But uh, Ahmaud Arbery, man. 
Ahmaud Arbery, that was the the young black brother who was killed last year while jogging in Georgia. But the suspects, their lawyers, they're trying to paint a bad picture. Now, this is from The Guardian. Lawyers for Georgia, lawyers for a Georgia father and son accused of pursuing and shooting a unarmed black man dead in the street have asked the court to forbid prosecutors from calling him a victim at the trial. Now, that's weird as fuck because Arbery is the victim. Like, if you are the one who dies, you are the victim. But based on what they said, the McMichaels, who are white, they deny killing Arbery. They're remaining in jail right now without bond, but a neighbor said he recorded the shooting on his cell phone. That is the other guy, William Bryan Jr., he denies charges of murder and attempt to commit false imprisonment. Now, they got some fucking nerve, man, because they also said they don't want no pictures to be shown of Ahmaud Arbery with his family. The only pictures they want shown of this man, they want, <laughs> they want these motherfuckers to pick one picture and they have to show that one picture the entire trial. They don't want no pictures that's going to humanize him or make him, you know, seem as a sympathetic figure to the jury. They don't want no picture of him smiling, no picture with no family members, no friends. They want a picture of him by himself. Like, if that's not going to show you that, like, their plan right now is they are, they getting set to assassinate this brother's character. Like when you say, yo, you got to use this one single picture the entire trial. We don't want no pictures of you smiling. Nothing. (laughs) Like they are setting it up to dehumanize this brother to make him seem like, you know, he was responsible for 90 burglaries and we finally chased down the proper suspect. And, And then again, I don't care if this motherfucker committed, committed fucking 10 robberies. To have regular civilians chase after a man who is jogging while they are in a vehicle, attempt to confront him and stop him while having a shotgun. Like Ahmaud Arbery, he would have had every reason to defend himself. Every single reason. That's all I'm saying. Like, it's crazy. The world we live in now where you could be chased, you can be stalked. The same thing going back to Trayvon Martin. You can be stalked, you can be hunted down by someone who has no authority following you in the first place. And then when you try to defend yourself, now magically you are the assailant. Like Ahmaud Arbery would still been alive, had them two motherfuckers mind their business, just go home. Like, that's one thing I try to put into the mind of every young black man and woman, even those who are adults. Like, sometimes the best way to make it home safe to your family and just be alive is to mind your fucking business. Now, I understand it is easier said than done. But, bruh, if it don't involve you, it's no point in putting your two cents in it, man. But um, to get away from that, man. My brother Bow Wow, you know, Bow Wow, a.k.a. Shad Moss, he said that he learned how to be a family man 
from his my children's kids, mothers they- from Diddy. Let me play out what he said before I dive into this real quick. My, my kids' moms, they can, you see, I don't even like to say baby mom or baby mother, but, but my, my children's mom, they, they can call me for anything and I'm gonna get it done. If they out of town, if they in Miami, they need something, they wanna go to, no matter what it is, if it's a function going on, they need to get in with their girls, I'm gonna set it up, sections done, bang, there it is. And we family, and I think that's important. And I got that from Puff. I learned a lot. I learned a lot from Puff. You know, he taught me a lot being around him, watching how he moves, and I'm always asking him questions like, how do you do it? How, how? And, um, you know, it, it's a blessing. And it, it works well when it's like that. So it's family. It's, it's a family affair. And, and like I said, I love them both. And I'm just happy that I got two good ones on my side. I, I'm done after this. No more for battle. <laughs> my, my kids. My- <laughs> now, I agree with that, man. But um, that's 100% right there. Like, life is so much. Now, I don't care if you with the woman who you had a child with or if you got separated. But if you keep her happy, Everything is great because as a man, even going back to what I spoke about before, like once you get that core system involved, like nothing is going to go the man's way. Like unless the mama is like a drug addict, you know, she's on drugs, she's an alcoholic and she makes constant bad decisions to which you can actually prove by, you know, if she posts pictures or videos on social media, then as a man, you may have a shot. But as a man, once the court system gets involved. It pretty much ain't shit you could do. So if you want to be in your child's life and the your child's mom is saying, nah, I want full custody. I don't want him to get no visits. Like it's it's tough because the court system is geared towards women in regards to that aspect. So as a man, you know, Baba has two kids by two different women. So like he said, you you gotta keep them happy. You gotta be a family man to where both of them feel like they can come to you and I don't want I, I don't mean you got to say yes every time, but you got to you got to have it to where they both can feel appreciated and both of them can feel as if, you know, you they mean something to you. Yeah. Let me see how to put this now. I'm not a woman. So, you know what they say? You can't speak on women's business, but women get jealous. So I'm trying to put myself right now into the mind of being a baby mama. So if I'm a baby mama, right, this just sounds so gay, but if I'm a baby mama and Bow Wow's my man. Now, if I, if I watch Bow Wow treat a, his other baby mama great, you know, he's doing a lot for the baby. He's doing everything. He's making sure the baby got this. He's taking care of the baby mama. And now me, I'm over here on my side. Now I'm not getting what she's getting. I'm going to be jealous. Now I understand I'm a man. So I'm speaking from like a third person perspective, but jealousy is a human trait. So shout out to Bow Wow, man. You got to treat each baby mama the same. You got to treat them great because at the end of the day, you had a child with these, with these women. So you are in their lives forever. You guys are bonded. You guys are tied forever, even though you are not together because I had a child and that's what I be trying to get people to understand that you can go online, you can bash your child's mama, your child's, you know, whatever, men or woman, you can bash them. But what does it do? Like you doing that in a moment, thinking that it is making you feel better. But even after you do it, that person is not going nowhere. As long as they are alive, that's your child's other parent. So you guys got to find some kind of common ground. So shout out to Bow Wow for being a brother, a mature man, 
I'm sure he's learned over the years that like the drama, the chaos, it's not worth it, man. So shout out to Bow, man. But um, something I want to get into right now. Now, NFL star Vaughn Miller. Let, let me pay some bills before I get into this, man. So let's get into this motherfucker Vaughn Miller, man. Now, Vaughn Miller, I'm not sure if he is still in the NFL, but he is he was an NFL player, NFL, you know, all pro defensive player. Play for the Denver Broncos now. His ex, Megan Denise, she came out the other day with some very, very disturbing claims that Vaughn Miller wishes that she has a miscarriage for her child. Now, I'm going to tell y'all what he said first. Now, Vaughn Miller has already come out and said, fake news, LOL. The reality of somebody leaving you makes people literally crazy. The classic trap. Now, if if what Von Miller said to this woman was true, then I have a major issue with him playing that 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 crazy card. That is a card that men and women play. Now, like, let me let me see how to frame this because people always love painting other people as toxic when in reality they may be the people or the person who was actually the most toxic. Now, based on what was revealed and the fact that it shows his account and she has text messages. Now, can the text be altered? Of course. So I'm not sitting up here saying, you know, I believe it 100 percent. But based on what she revealed, I kind of believe it to be true, man. Now. Let me play. Hold up. And then the play. Let me read what you said. Now. She released this the, the, um, this text message. It says, this is what Vaughn, this is Vaughn speaking. I'm so disappointed in myself. I'm so disappointed. Now, she said, me too. He said, this is the biggest mistake of my life. And she said, okay, please, I don't want to block you. And, you know, I take that as a brush. Shut the fuck up. Like, when someone says, I don't want to block you, please, I take that as, yo, just relax, calm down. And now he said, I'm honestly praying for a miscarriage. Now, to tell a woman that you are praying she has a miscarriage, that is some sick, vile, fucked up shit. Now, I'm matter, I'm gonna tell you this now. A couple years back, this was after my after my son was born, you know, I had to go through a miscarriage situation and you know, it hurts, especially when it's a child that you want, you know, I went through that. I was sad about it. And, you know, eventually I was able to kind of get back on my feet and, you know, just come to terms with everything. You know, the fact that sometimes, you know, it's just some things aren't meant to be, but to tell a woman that I am praying for you, let's boo this motherfucker, bro. And he gonna get the dumb bitch. Fuck that. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard. Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there. That's crazy, man. Now, look, she also released more messages. It says, fucking disappear and get an abortion. You are so fucking whack for this. Keep a nigga baby. You lame for that. She said, shaking my head. I'm beyond disappointed. You've been trying to get me pregnant for years, so cut it out. Now it's I don't want to be with you. 
I'm not going to say anything I'm going to regret. And now she also posted messages going back months, even, you know, the year before last of Von Miller in her comments, thirsting, dropping the eggplant emoji, you know, basically fiending for her. Now, I've said this a couple, it was a, a while back on an episode. I forgot when I said that, like, men are always thirsty and desperate, you know, and just sought after a certain woman who make themselves look sexy or desirable online. And then when they get these women and then when they sleep with these women, then magically, once they become pregnant, it's, oh, you set me up. The woman set me up. Nigga, you knew what you was doing. Like when you lay down with her in the bed, I don't care if she says she on a pill and, you know, you got a condom on, pregnancy can happen. And that is where I feel like both parties should take 100% of the responsibility. Like once you lay down and you have sex, shit can happen. So I don't want to hear, oh, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. I didn't. It's not a mistake. Like I said, once you lay down and have sex, once you decide to do the deed, once you decide to do what you're going to do, then you can't really control what's going to happen. But Von Miller, if this is true, you a fucked up person, you a dumbass, and I don't know what the fuck you going to do, bro. This only going to hurt you, especially as a black man, especially being a black man now in the midst of this cancel culture. Like, if if what she said turns out to be true, bro, I don't know if you can show your face in a fucking NFL locker room or NFL circle. Again, at least not right now, because online they do forget kind of quick. But if this is true, bro, whew, you a dumbass, boy. Speaking of someone who wants control of their life. Now, DC Young Fly, he spoke out about the Clubhouse app. Now, Clubhouse, I believe it's an app where, you know, you can go, you can join different chat rooms, you can meet you can have different you know types of panels and shit now it's not visual it's all voice now i got an invite to join clubhouse one of my friends had invited me to join clubhouse now i didn't accept it because like once i started seeing people screenshot and shit i'm like bro it's like four it's like 30 or 40 of y'all in the room talking at one time i'm like eh, i don't really know if that's something i'll be interested in now, I understand it's positives. Of course, you know, you can you can learn a lot from the panels. You can learn a lot from, like, the different rooms that may cater to certain fields or certain, you know, job, I guess, fields, whatever. I don't know. But let me play out what D.C. Young Fly said because D.C. Young Fly, like, what he said, it kind of linked up and resonated with what I was feeling about Clubhouse. Now, I'm not knocking anyone who uses Clubhouse. Clubhouse can be used, you know, in a positive light. It can be used to elevate and learn a lot of really important points that may elevate your career or whatever avenue or lane you are planning to go down. But let me play out what DC Young Fly said. First off, I won't make a PSA announcement to each his own, to everybody do their thing. You dig what I'm saying? Y'all got to stop sending me invites to Clubhouse, man. I'm not getting on there to talk. That ain't nothing but a, a podcast. I already got a podcast out. It's called the 85 South Show. Motherfuckers on there be arguing. Motherfuckers be on there doing all the extra shit. Like, ain't nothing but a panel. Y'all niggas get on the panel. Y'all, and then sometimes y'all be on there talking about stupid shit. Like, why do black men cheat? Shut the fuck up. Pussy ass shit, man. Like, 
Not getting, I'm not getting up early in the morning being on no clubhouse. You hear what I'm saying? Y'all nigga in the club in real life. Y'all nigga on the club on your phone. Well, it, it just so much clubbing. Like, ain't nobody getting no money. That's another way of people just listening on the, on the phone. Like, more, listen to people talk about what? Man, don't invite me to no goddamn clubhouse, man. I ain't, I'm on meetings for real in real life. You feel what I'm saying? That other people can't even listen to. You dig what I'm saying? So, Man, fuck that. I agree, man. And um, Quavo from the Migos, he said, I'm not doing Clubhouse. I don't want to be on a 54-way. Meaning like, a, you know how like, they got three-way or 54-way. Now, I believe that Clubhouse would be great if they could find some way to stop people from just screen recording. I feel like what happens on Clubhouse, what is said on Clubhouse should live and die on Clubhouse. Like, to be able to screen record, you know, private panel conversations, even if people, like, like when Meek Mill was arguing with, when, you know, with 21 Savage and, like, them motherfuckers and the screen recordings came out and everybody started, started dragging Meek, oh, you why you want there yelling and screaming and shit? Like, that should never have came out. And then I seen, even um, last episode when I was talking about Lakeith Stanfield, like, people should not be able to go on there and start chat rooms Oh, I'm giving away 300 if you can moan the best. Like, come on, bro. Like, Clubhouse should be used in a positive light, for, you know, for regular folks to meet with, you know, celebrities and discuss different ways in which they can improve things. Or if, like, up-and-coming actors or rappers want to go to different panels to get key tips on how to better maneuver in the lane in which they hope to excel at one day, then that's what it should be for. But to go on there and be able to screen record private conversations and what is said in private and be be able to create, you know, panels to hear people moan and shit. Like, that's that's when it's used in a dumbass light. That's when, like I said, just shit get watered down, man. And, like, I love y'all. I love my people. And it's not just black folks. But I hate when black folks get, like, get a hold of something or, you know, join Clubhouse or even if it's, Something in general And we just We Like we water the shit down With memes And All these jokes and shit Like Like some shit Should be serious man Because I feel like Clubhouse can be used To really 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 Elevate so many careers You know If it's used properly And it's used the right way Because you know Even um You know Aria Alexander Who has been on the podcast before You know I seen that she uses Clubhouse. You know, she joins like like different panels and actor chat rooms, which can be used to posit to positively, you know, come up in your career. Because as someone who is up and coming, like to join different panels with people who are kind of established, like that is that's the like you can get so many gems from that shit. Like, imagine being an up-and-coming actress or actor and you join a chat room with, with people on there who are established, who have been in movies that we know and love. So to join a panel as someone who is up-and-coming and use those key points, those gems that, they, that, that, um, that those actors are dropping, that shit can do wonders for your career, man. So when people use things properly, when people use things, you know, for what it's for, the shit can be great, but when you get on something and you water it down and just make jokes out of it and just turn it into some bullshit, 
That's when I got an issue, man. But don't invite me to Clubhouse. Eventually, you know, I might get on it once it becomes public. And, like, once I see the avenue and the lane in which they want to take it. But it, if, if if I'm going to get on there and, like, it's like a, it's going to be some some dumb, stupid, meme-type, argumentative bullshit with, like, 30 motherfuckers arguing. Like, I don't even like arguing with one person. So I'm not going to get on there and argue or conversate with... A million of y'all motherfuckers, man. I'm just not going to do it. But speaking of not wanting to do something, like, can y'all please leave, leave my nigga Tyrese alone? What, what? what more do you want from me? What more do you want from me? He said last time, I'm at $13,000 a month. What more do you want? She wants 20000 Come on, man. Tyrese said he believes that twenty k a month is too much for child support. Now, he's still going through his divorce um, settlement with Samantha Lee Gibson. Now, this is courtesy of Hollywood Unlocked. Shout out to my guy, Jason Lee. Man. <sighs> Let me see. Samantha Lee filed for divorce from Tyrese last year after four years of marriage. A few days ago, the two confirmed the news and said that it was painful and it was a very, you know, hard decision to go their separate ways. Now, <sighs> Tyrese is calling BS on some of her claims. Now, Samantha alleges that Tyrese, a few weeks earlier, he cut her off financially completely. He locked her and their two-year-old daughter, Soraya, out of the family's home in Georgia. Now, Tyrese said that that's bullshit. But he denies kicking him out. He admits to having major issues with Samantha's demand for 20000 a month in child support. He calls the number. Shit is, it's unreasonably high. And I agree, man. Like 20000 a month? Like, God damn. Like, like 20000 a month? Let me do the math real quick because that's, that's, that's wild. Let me see. It's 12 months in a year. Right? I know I ain't the best. 20000 times 12. Bro, that's $240,000 a year is what she wants. Bro, come on. And the child is only two. So let's do the math, right? Okay, one year is $240,000. So let's do that for $240,000 times 10. That's 2 million, like 2.4 million, bro. God damn, and that's 10 years. So double that, you know, you add the, the 18, you know, until she get 18, bro, she over $5 million. Like she don't got work no more Now I'm always kind of Semi-compassionate With women because Women do bear The brunt of the responsibility of motherhood I mean it shouldn't be that way But a lot of the times It is but five million Dollars Until they get eight that's, that's insane bro Like I said I'm trying to be You know I'm, try, I'm not trying to be insensitive here, but a lot of people do use celebrities for a come up. And I, I spoke about this before, too, that men have to make better decisions on who they have kids with. Because, ah, man, sadly, it's like once you become a established celebrity, you a target, not just to the streets. You a target to the woman. You know, if you were if you. <laughs> If you're a woman, you're a target to the men out there who may be looking to kind of 
dibble and dabble and get their their hands into you know into the shit you help create, man. But shout out to my guy Tyrese. Hope the shit goes well. I know the other day in Atlanta, he lived in Buckhead. I live in Buckhead. You know, he got his car stolen. I think he got his car back, but man, oh, God bless you, brother. 20000 a month. I don't mean, I got to hit it one more time. What more do you want from me? <laughs> Tyrese, they want everything, bro. But Vivica A. Fox, man, she was on her, her podcast, Fox Soul, and she said, Young Thug looks like a sexy cockroach. Let me play out what she, what she said, because... Now, cockroach, to me, that's a derogatory term. Now, I'm a man, but Young Thug ain't the best-looking nigga, you know? I think I should be able to admit that without sounding gay, but he ain't the best-looking nigga if you ever seen Young Thug. But to, to classify him as a cockroach, let me play out what she said. How oh, fashion sense. Vivica, do you think he's attractive? You know, he's like just like a... Good, sexy ass looking cockroach. I was, oh, and I don't mean that mean. Like I don't like you know what I mean. Like he looks like. He, I was, oh, and I don't mean that mean. Like I don't like you know what I mean. Like he looks like he looks like you know what I mean because it's like the little the hair and everything like that. But he's very. I know what you mean. He's I got know. rock star like, like he would be a great animation character. Now I know what she mean, but the shit sound kind of fucked up. To tell us, like, like I mean, if you tell me, like, if I'm outside and a woman come up to me, excuse me, sir, you look so handsome, you look like a sexy cockroach. What? 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 Don't, boo, bitch. Don't you ever tell me I look like a sexy cockroach. Like, that's a slap in the face. Like, can you imagine a man telling a woman, excuse me, baby, ooh, you look like a, mm, a fine-ass cockroach. Like, that's an insult. Like, I don't care what positive term you put before that sexy, you know, luxurious, beautiful, exotic. Like, a, like, can you imagine, baby, you look like an exotic cockroach. Like, like once you say cock, like once you say the word roach, it's, it's offensive. I don't care how you frame it from there. Once you say the word roach. It's offensive, man. But to end the podcast off, man, motherfuckers went crazy yesterday, man. In the nation's capital. In D.C., you know, Trump gave his speech, you know, where before everything took place in in the nation's capital yesterday where they stormed the White House, motherfuckers broke into Nancy Pelosi's office, nigga had his foot on her table, breaking her nameplate. One woman sadly got shot dead yesterday breaking into the White House. You know, it's I can't even... You know, first of all, matter of fact, I want to say R.I.P. to the woman who lost her life and also to the to the three others who died due to medical emergencies. Now, I'm black. I support my black people. Yesterday, what went on in D.C. with the Trump supporters, you know, going crazy. That, that was some dumbass shit, but I never wish death on anybody. But it's sad as a family. Like, can you imagine that woman's family? Like, seeing your... You know, your sister, your daughter, whoever, your aunt, you see her on the news. I think she got shot in the chest or the neck, one of them shits, and she bled out. And the video is all over social media. It's on national TV. When you would, like, you would have been alive had you just stayed your ass home. And to know that a lot of the shit that happened yesterday, it was Trump's fault. 
Like he has been fanning the flames for so long and to actually see the shit climax to where it was what happened yesterday. Like ever since the election was done, like you, nigga, you lost the election, bro. Move, move the fuck on. He been finding every way. He's still suing. Uh, We're not going to take this. I think today he, he finally came out and said, you know what? I don't agree with the election, but I'm going to leave peacefully. You say that now? You say that now? When you've been fanning the flames all these months? And now, I, it was like a smack in the face when he released his statement yesterday. You know, where he said, you know, to everybody who stormed the White House, we love you. But it's t- Nigga, what? When Black Lives Matter was out there protesting, you know, the shit they did was peaceful compared to the shit that happened yesterday. These motherfuckers broke into the building, broke the windows, broke the doors. You see, like, security inside. You see Secret Service with their guns out. It's like 10, 20 of them more with their guns out. And Trump was so quick to speak out. You know, that's that's fucked up what they're doing. That's, you know, that's why we don't like Black Lives Matter. And let, let me play y'all the statement he said yesterday. Like, he don't keep the same energy, bro. Let me play y'all. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. The fact that this is how you we start your shit. Home now. Still blaming we people. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our He's country. still blaming shit. That's crazy, it's a bro. fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what... I'm done, bro. Nigga said, go home. We love you. You are very special. Nigga said, we love you. You are special. To people who broke into the fucking main building. That's... Bro, I don't know what else to say about that. That's some fucked up shit, man. Now, like I said, Trump, he he said, I'm going to leave peacefully. I'm going to leave orderly. But you say that now. Now, nigga? Come on, bro. I know you... Let me play out what also. Look, shout out to um, C- CNBC anchor Shepard Smith. He asked producers to stop airing Donald Trump's address to rioters on Wednesday when the president opened, he opened the message. Y'all just heard it. He opened the message with a lie. And this man, Shepard Smith, went on TV and said, bro, can y'all stop airing this shit? Let me play y'all what he said. Pain, I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. Stop. Stop the tape. With that is not true. And we are not airing it. Mm. Shout out to that. brother. Like the only reason why he be cutting up so much is because motherfuckers give him attention. 
It's like when you have a child at home and your child is on the floor throwing a temper tantrum. It's like if you feed into it, you show that you are bonded by it. You know, you just give that child the attention that they are craving. They're going to keep crying. But like, when, you know, like if you go to the other room, you ignore them. Now, you're not giving them attention. Now, it may take a minute or two, but it's going to stop because they're not getting the attention that they want right now. So, shot like, please, news media, I understand right now we live in a clickbait, a clickbait society where you need views. You got to compete with other different media outlets. But stop hearing this motherfucker, bro. Please. Please, man. But, um... That's all I got for you guys today, man. Like I said, oh, oh, matter of fact, hold on. Y'all know this podcast is taped over a couple days span. My results came back negative. Tomorrow I'm back to work. Hey, so we good. Let's clap it up for me, man. Kim Kardashian is also, she going through a divorce with Kanye West. I mean, we've seen this shit coming, man. Kanye West, he's been going crazy over the last couple years. Kim Kardashian, you know, to my surprise, let me clap it up for her too. She'll be doing a great job, you know, with her her justice campaign, focusing on black individuals who may have been in jail, wrongly accused, or just like motherfuckers get long ass time for like motherfuckers get like 30 years for a bag of weed. So she has been serious about it. She said, you know, she's trying to take her bar exam. I know Kim K takes a lot of flack, but I love it, man. I love seeing anyone who is in a position of power because powerful people, sadly, they run the world. So when someone who is as powerful as Kim K decides to step up and make a difference, this shit is beautiful, man. But get this nigga Kanye West the fuck out of here, man. Kanye West, she don't want no more from you. What more do you want from me? (laughs) You're done, Kanye. So shout out to Kim K, man. If it's true for having the... The balls for having the pride to move on, bro. She got like three or four kids with this man, but at the end of the day, enough is enough, and that's it, man. I love you guys. John A. Schultz, Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Remember to like, share, follow me on IG at Lunchroom Chatter Pod. <coughs> we out this bitch, bitch. <laughs>